the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And a good Friday to you, ladies and gentlemen. The speed of weeks is a phenomenon of life that I often comment on. We Days last the way they should feel. But weeks, amazing. Well, the Trump lawyers are presenting the defense, so let's hear what they have to say. 2020 presidential election. This is manifestly disproven by the plain text of the remarks. The president devoted nearly his entire speech to an extended discussion of how legislators should vote on the question at hand. Instead of expressing a desire that the joint session be prevented from conducting its business, the entire premise of his remarks was that the democratic process would and should play out according to the letter of the law, including both the Constitution and the Electoral Count Act. In the conclusion of his remarks, he then laid out a series of legislative steps that should be taken to improve democratic accountability going forward, such as passing universal voter ID legislation, banning ballot harvesting, requiring proof of citizenship to vote, and turning out strong in the next primaries. Not only President, these are not the words of someone inciting a violent insurrection. Not only President Trump's speech on January 6th, but indeed his entire challenge to the election results was squarely focused on how the proper civic process could address any concerns through the established legal and constitutional system. The president brought his case before state and federal courts, the U.S. Supreme Court, the state legislatures, the Electoral College, and ultimately the U.S. Congress. In the past, numerous other candidates for president have used many of the same processes to pursue their own election challenges. As recently as 2016, the Clinton campaign brought multiple post-election court cases, demanded recounts, and ridiculously declared the election stolen by Russia. Many Democrats even attempted to persuade the Electoral College delegates to overturn the 2016 results. House Manager Raskin objected to the certification of President Trump's victory four years ago, along with many of his colleagues. You'll remember it was Joe Biden who had to gavel them down. I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast 
by electors not lawfully certified. I object to the votes from the state of Wisconsin, which were not, should not be legally certified. No debate. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes no, no were not. No debate. There's no debate. And I object to the certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. Um, I object. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. The objection cannot be entertained. The Counting debate is not in order. Ballot. Even with the there is no debate in order. Is it signed by a senator? There is no debate. There is no debate in the joint session. There is no debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. And the Please come to order. The objection cannot be received. But the Russian Section 18, Title III of the United States Code prohibits debate in the joint session. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask, is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? There is no debate. There is no debate. The gentlewoman will suspend. In 2000, the dispute over the outcome was taken all the way to the Supreme Court, which ultimately rendered a decision. To litigate questions of election integrity within this system is not incitement to resurrection. It is the democratic system working as the founders and lawmakers have designed. To claim that the president in any way wished, desired, or encouraged lawless or violent behavior is a preposterous and monstrous lie. In fact, the first two messages the president sent via Twitter once the incursion of the Capitol began were stay peaceful and no violence because we are the party of law and order. The gathering on January 6th was supposed to be a peaceful event. Make no mistake about that. And the overwhelming majority of those in attendance remained peaceful. As everyone knows, the president had spoken at hundreds of large rallies across the country over the past five years. There had never been any mob-like or riotous behaviors, and in fact, a significant portion of each event was devoted to celebrating the rule of law, protecting our Constitution, and honoring the men and women of law enforcement. Contrast the president's repeated condemnations of violence with the rhetoric from his opponents. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. The vast majority of, of the protesters have been peaceful. Republicans stand for law and order, and we stand for justice. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. My administration will always stand against violence, mayhem, and disorder. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. I stand with the heroes of law enforcement. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. 
We will never defund our police. Together, we will ensure that America is a nation of law and order. We're in high school. I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. But I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. I feel like punching him. We just want law and order. Everybody wants that. I want to tell you, Lord Dutch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. We want law and order. We have to have law and order. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. We believe in safe streets, secure communities, and we believe in law and order. Tragically, as we know now, the January, on January 6th, a small group who came to engage in violent and menacing behavior hijacked the event for their own purposes. According to publicly available reporting, it is apparent that extremists of various different stripes and political persuasions pre-planned and premeditated an attack on the Capitol. One of the first people arrested was the leader of Antifa. Sadly, he was also among the first to be released. From the beginning, the president has been clear. The criminals who infiltrated the Capitol must be punished to the fullest extent of the law. They should be imprisoned for as long as the law allows. The fact that the attacks were apparently premeditated as alleged by the House managers, demonstrates the ludicrousness of the incitement allegation against the president. You can't incite what was already going to happen. Law enforcement officers at the scene conducted themselves heroically and courageously, and our country owes them an eternal debt. But there must be a discussion of the decision by political leadership regarding force, posture, and security in advance of the event. As many will recall, last summer, the White House was faced with violent, violent rioters, night after night. They repeatedly attacked Secret Service officers and at one point pierced a security wall culminating in the clearing of Lafayette Square. Since that time, there has been a sustained negative narrative in the media regarding the necessity of those security measures on that night, even though they certainly prevented many calamities from occurring. In the wake of the Capitol attack, it must be investigated whether the proper force posture was not initiated due to to the political pressure stemming from the events at Lafayette Square. We will return. The defense is doing a good job at this point. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, 
and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. The fact is, the Internet never forgets. There has never been a more important time to protect your Internet activity. That's why I urge you to get ExpressVPN. Everything you search for, watch, or click online can be tracked by big tech companies. They can then match your activity to your true identity using your device's unique IP address. When I switch to ExpressVPN with my computer or phone, my IP address is masked. Plus, you can use ExpressVPN on up to five devices simultaneously, so multiple users on your network can stay safe with a single subscription. That's why they're rated the number one VPN by CNET and Wired. Take back your online privacy with the VPN I trust at expressvpn.com slash Prager. By visiting my link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Prager, expressvpn.com slash Prager. No, you're not alone. I'm going to go back, Dennis Prager, to the defense. I want you to know he is eviscerating the Democrats. I mean, subjected to violent at the hands of angry mobs. A man claiming to be inspired by the junior senator from Vermont came down here to Washington, D.C. to watch a softball game and kill as many senators and congressmen as he could. It cannot be forgotten that President Trump did not blame the junior senator. The senior senator from Maine has had her house surrounded by angry mobs of protesters. When that happened and unnerved her, one of the House managers, I forget which one, tweeted, Crimea River. Under the standards of the House impeachment article, each of these individuals should be retroactively censored, expelled, punished, or impeached for inciting violence by their supporters. Great one. Unlike the left, President Trump has been entirely consistent in his opposition to mob violence. He opposes it in all forms, in all places, just as he's been consistent that the National Guard should be deployed to protect American communities wherever protection is needed. For Democrats, they have clearly demonstrated that their opposition to mobs and their view of using the National Guard depends upon the mob's political views. Not only is this impeachment case preposterously wrong on the facts, no matter how much heat and emotion is injected by the political opposition, it is also plainly unconstitutional. In effect, Congress would be claiming that the right to disqualify a private citizen, no longer a government official, from running for public office, 
This would transform the solemn impeachment process into a mechanism for asserting congressional control over which private citizens are and are not allowed to run for president. In short, this unprecedented effort is not about Democrats opposing political violence. It is about Democrats trying to disqualify their political opposition. It is constitutional cancel culture. History will, will, will record this shameful effort as a deliberate attempt by the Democrat Party to smear, censor, and cancel, not just President Trump, but the 75 million Americans who voted for him. Now is not the time for such a campaign of retribution. It is the time for unity and healing and focusing on the interests of the nation as a whole. We should all be seeking to cool temperatures Calm passions rise above partisan lines. The Senate should reject this divisive and unconstitutional effort and allow the nation to move forward. Over the next, over the course of the next three hours or so, you will hear next from Mr. Schoen, who's going to talk about due process and a couple other points you'll be interested to hear. I'll return with an, with an analysis of why the First Amendment must be properly applied here. And then Mr. Castor will discuss the law as it applies to the speech of January 6th. And then we'll be pleased to answer your questions. Thank you. Okay, that, that was the first lawyer. Did, uh, didn't do a good job the first time, but did a fine job today. Just the comments of Democrats over the last four years justifying violence, and there is no comparable comment from the president, President Trump, that is. Just that alone shows, I mean, hypocrisy doesn't quite... Uh, doesn't quite do it. And yet I get emails, and it's, it's terrific for me to get emails from people who uh, can't stand me. It's very important to me to hear how their minds operate, to read how their minds operate, to be precise. It's, a, it's an insurrection. So I just had in front of me the, the article from uh, Wisconsin uh, this took place 20, when was that? 2011, yeah. Nancy Pelosi praised unionists storming Wisconsin state capitol. Democrats were for occupying capitals before they were against it. Yeah, that's quite something. And they took over the place for months, the capitol, the state capitol. Did she, call, she praised them. She didn't call it an insurrection. She praised them. But they own the language, do you understand? Because they own the media. They're indistinguishable. You would not know any possible difference between or among them. L.A. Times, Washington Post, New York Times, 
USA Today, they rival one another. It's a competition. Who can be more extreme? Who can pervert the news more effectively? Abigail Schreier has, a, has some tweets out today about how Facebook, was it Facebook funds USA Today fact checker? <laughs> the USA fact checker what? Goes back to Facebook. And then Facebook quotes them. Yes, that's right. Abigail Schreier, is this uh, the next lawyer? Now let's hear him. Including impeachment requires due process under the law, which includes fact-finding and the establishment of a legitimate evidentiary record with an appropriate foundation. Even last year's impeachment followed committee hearings and months of examination and investigation by the House. Here, President Trump and his counsel were given no opportunity to review evidence or question its propriety. The rush to judgment for a snap impeachment in this case was just one example of the denial of due process. Another perhaps even more vitally significant example was the denial of any opportunity ever to test the integrity of the evidence offered against Donald J. Trump in a proceeding seeking to bar him from ever holding public office again and that seeks to disenfranchise some 75 million voters, American voters. On Wednesday this week, countless news outlets repeated the Democrat talking point about the power of never-before-seen never footage. All right, everybody, we'll continue. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody, I'm Dennis Prager. Israel in October, taking a cruise in June. Both banners are up at DennisPrager.com. I'll have more to say later. First, we return to the second lawyer, David Schoen. In one of those, manager Raskin is seen here at his desk reviewing two tweets side by side. The image on his screen claims to show that President Trump had retweeted one of those tweets. Now members of the Senate... Let's look closely at this screen, because obviously manager Raskin considered it important enough that he invited the New York Times to watch him watching it. Now, what's wrong with this image? Actually, there are three things very wrong with it. Look at the date on the very bottom of the screen on manager Raskin's computer screen when we zoom in to the picture. The date that appears is January 3rd, 2020 not 2021. Why is that date wrong? Because this is not a real screenshot that he's working with. This is a recreation of a tweet, and you got the date wrong when you manufactured this graphic. You did not disclose that this is a manufactured graphic and not a real screenshot of a tweet. Now, to be fair, the House managers caught this error before showing the image on the Senate floor. So you never saw it when it was presented to you. But that's not all. They didn't fix this one. Look at the blue check mark next to the Twitter username of the account retweeted by the president. It indicates that this is a verified account, given the blue check by Twitter to indicate it is run by a public figure. The problem? 
The user's real account is not verified and has no blue check mark, as you can see. Were you trying to make her account seem more significant, or were you just sloppy? If we had due process of law in this case, we would know the truth. But that's not all that's wrong with this one tweet. House Manager Swalwell showed you this tweet this week, and he emphasized that this tweet reflected a call to arms. He told you repeatedly that this was a promise to call in the cavalry for January 6th. He expressly led you to believe that President Trump's supporter believed that the president wanted armed supporters at the January 6th speech, paramilitary groups, the cavalry, ready for physical combat. The problem is, the actual text is exactly the opposite. The tweeter promised to bring the Calvary, a public display of Christ's crucifixion, a sem central symbol of her Christian faith, with her to the president's speech, a symbol of faith, love, and peace. They just never want to seem to read the text and believe what the text means. And you'll see this reported in the media last evening also. Words matter, they told you. But they selectively edited the president's words over and over again. They manipulated video, time-shifting clips, and made it appear the president's words were playing to a crowd when they weren't. Let's take a look. After this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And we are going to walk down to the Capitol. They showed you that part. Why are we walking to the Capitol? Well, they cut that off. To cheer on some members of Congress, and not others, peacefully and patriotically. The Supreme Court ruled in Brandenburg that there's a very clear standard for incitement. In short, to paraphrase, whether the speech was intended to provoke imminent lawless action, and was it likely to do so? Go to the Capitol and cheer on some members of Congress, but not others. They know it doesn't meet the standard for incitement, so they edited it down. We heard a lot this week about fight like hell, but they cut off the video before they showed you the president's optimistic, patriotic words that followed immediately after. We fight like hell, and if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Our exciting adventures and boldest endeavors have not yet begun. My fellow Americans, for our movement, for our children, and for our beloved country, and I say this, all despite right. all this, that's happened, it's, we've been subjected to a gigantic fraud for a week. Gigantic. But when the media all echo it, it sounds realistic. 
All right. Just remember the the more they lie, the more they have to censor. You don't censor opponents when you have a strong case. You welcome them like I do. You're a prominent leftist. I'll give you an hour. Let's go back to the defense. Trump has already done a number of things which legitimately raised the question of impeachment. I don't respect this president, and I will fight every day until he is impeached. That is grounds to start impeachment proceedings. Those are grounds to start impeachment. Those are grounds to start impeachment proceedings. Yes, I think that's grounds to start impeachment proceedings. I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to call for the impeachment of the president of the United States of America. May 2017. I continue to say, impeach November 2017. Impeach 45. Impeach 45. So we're calling upon the House November to immediately. On the impeachment of Donald Trump. September would you vote yes 2018. I would vote yes. I would vote, I would vote to impeach. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother uh, but the fact is, I introduced articles of impeachment in July of 2017. We don't impeach this president. He will get reelected. My oath requires me to be for impeachment, have an impeachment hearing. He needs to scarlet eye on his chest. The representative should begin impeachment proceedings against this president. It is time to bring impeachment charges against him. Bring impeachment charges. My personal view is that uh, he richly deserves impeachment. I'm here at an impeachment rally. Well, we can impeach him every day of the week for anything he does. That same hatred and anger has led House managers to ignore their own words and actions and set a dangerous double standard. The House managers spoke about rhetoric, about a constant drumbeat of heated language. Well, as I'm sure everyone watching expected, we need to show you some of their own words. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there wow. will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. You've got to be ready to throw a punch. Well, you have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I think I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take out now. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Devastating. I think it's devastating. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please. Get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there, we're going to... This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Minnesota State Representative. And for those of you who are soldiers make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> That's Pamela Harris. And there's more. I promise to fight every single day 
One, I, I'm a fighter and I'm relentless, but I'm a fighter and I'm relentless. A fighter and I'm relentless. I will fight like hell. But the way I see it now is that we pick ourselves up and we fight back. That's what I think it's all about. We stand up and we fight back. We do not back down. We do not compromise. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. You can either lie down, you can, you can whimper, you can pull up in a ball, you can decide to move to Canada, or you can stand your ground and fight back. And, and that's what it's about. We, we do fight back, but we are going to fight back. We are not turning this country over to what Donald Trump has sold. We are just not. Look, people are upset and they're right to be upset. Now we can whimper, we can whine, or we can fight back. Me, I'm here to fight back. I'm here to fight back because we will not forget. We do not want to forget. We will use that vision to make sure that we fight harder, we fight tougher, and we fight more passionately for than ever. We still have a fight on our hands. Fight hard for the changes Americans are demanding. The president Get in the fight to winning the fight. Fight fighting. Please fighting. We'll use every tool possible to fight for this change. We'll fight. We'll fight to fight fighting hard. Serious about fighting and fight. We've got to get on our front foot and fight back. Problems, we call them out and we fight back. I'm in this fight. I am fighting. I am fighting. Get in this fight. Get in this fight. Get in this fight. And fighting, we all need to be in the fight. We all need to stay in the fight. We stay in this fight. We fought back. We fought back. I am not afraid of a fight. I am in this fight all the way. You don't is she get sitting what in you the chamber while this is for. being... Our fight. What is she thinking? Our fight. We are in this fight for our lives. When the president this said is fight, the fight of our lives. Close the ride. But we are not going to make said. sure that this fight does not end tonight. Senator Warner. This is a fight for our lives, the lives of our friends and family members and neighbors. It is a fight, fight, and it is a fight that we're going to work to make sure continues. It's a fight, fight. it is a fight, it is a fight, and that's what this fight is for. The ease with which the left lies is very depressing. I'm John Tester, and you're damn right, I approve this message. Okay, we'll be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. Everybody's got a serving USA. Okay, they're playing. They're still, the entire break, it has been Democrats saying, let's fight, you must fight, you must fight in the street, you must fight them. The words that they claim inspired a quote-unquote insurrection. continue to fight. Never, never, never give up this fight. I'm a citizen fighting for it. Means not only fighting a leader who fought for progressive change, as a lawyer who fought for people his whole life, as well as other fights he's And I'm proud that, uh, to have Tim in this fight with me. And above all, it's time for America to get back up and once again fight. We will fight 
when we must fight. What kind of America are we fighting for? We've been fighting, so we need to fight, but we also need to fight, fight for an America. I am going to wake up every day and fight hard. I have been fighting. We're going to fight. We are going to fight. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. And I will fight. We're in the fight of our lives right now. We fight like hell to fight. To fight. Fight against the Trump administration. Democrats are standing up to fight. We're in this fight in a serious way. It's your fight. We're eager to take on this fight. Get in this fight and we'll fight it out. I have taken on the fight. As representatives for the people, as legislators here in the halls of Congress, our job is to fight. Who has led us in this fight. Is to fight for this. This fight. And every day I'm in the United States Senate. I will fight. And one of the things we do is fight, should fight. And because my constituents send me here each and every day to fight. We have been fighting this fight and we need to be side by side so we can succeed. And so I hope that you will all join us in our fight. And if we fight, and as the next governor of Georgia, I will never stop fighting. We can show the old guard something new and we can fight. My fight, those fights need to fight, to fight an administration requiring us to fight and fight. We will. Their fight and their fight and their fight. The fight is a fight. And so when we fight the fight that we are in. Right. But when the president when we said we have to fight, fight that fight this leads fight. The to impeachment. We are Get it? We will fight. And we will fight. I, I'm so curious what those of you who believe the president should be impeached for January 6th, what you think when you hear every single leading Democrat over and over say the exact same words that the president did, except that the president said, go, go peacefully, which they, of course, removed when they played the president's words. The whole thing's a fraud, but when you have the media of any society, you can say anything. That is the rule of life. He who owns the media does not have to tell the truth. That's the issue. We continue. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. 